Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaron Nozar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now you may be listening in in audio form on your favorite podcast platform, or you may be hanging out with me here on YouTube. In today's episode, I'm gonna be clearing up some confusion about calories in wine, sugar in wine, how to shop for wines that may be lower in sugar or lower in calories. And I'm gonna give you my tips that you can use when you're shopping if you're looking for wines that have lower calorie levels or lower sugar. There's some interesting tidbits for everybody in this episode. So if you're ready, let's get started and dive right in. Let's get started by setting a baseline of what actually produces a calorie in wine. And this is sugar. Wines are gonna have sugar in them, even if it's a finite amount. And anywhere we have sugar, we have calories. Four grams of sugar gives us one calorie. Doesn't matter if that's in wine or a fruit or a pizza or anything, that's the baseline. And from that metric, we can then start to break down how many calories go into a bottle and in a glass of wine. Now I'm going to be using a standard size of glass as I'm talking today of 150 milliliters. And this is a little tidbit for you in that if you are looking to track calories in wine, you wanna make sure that the volume metric is always the same. So if you're looking at a cookbook or in a recipe or anything like that, and you're looking at how many calories are in items, make sure, especially with wine, that it is being graded on the same amount of volume. And that's because sometimes we'll use 150 milliliters, which is gonna give about five ounces. So that's a standard size glass. But sometimes wines are graded on 100 milliliters which is fine, you can do that as well, but 50 milliliters is a big deal in regards to calorie volume, and it's going to potentially throw off your calorie count because you're not always grading the wines on an equal level playing field. So I'm gonna be using 150 milliliters as a tip. I suggest that if you are looking into this or it is something you are tracking and watching, make sure the volume amount is the same anytime you are changing wines if it's something you haven't had before. The volume metric matters. The next interesting fact I wanna share with you is that there is no legal requirement for any winery around the world to share with you how much sugar is in the bottle, how many calories. It's not something that in regards to wine laws and rules or governance that they are required to share. Now that doesn't mean that the information is not available to you and you'll be able to source this. The easiest way to find this information about a wine is to visit the website of the winery, locate the wine on the website that you are specifically interested in, open that up and there will be some tech sheet information and you'll be able to find the amount of sugar in that wine. Now, will they have per glass? Maybe not, but you'll be able to break down that you know you need 150 milliliters and divide the amount of sugar that is outlined in regards to that bottle. That'll be the easiest way to find out the sugar content of that wine. Like I said, it is not a legal requirement for any winery to put the sugar amount on a bottle of wine. Now let's talk about some standardized how many calories are in a bottle. And I'm gonna use ranges here that are a median. Some will be less, some will be a bit more. And the median amount of calories for both white or red wines, you're looking about 530 to 660 calories 
per bottle. That's the full bottle. That's not just a glass. It's a full bottle of wine. So again, you're looking at between 530 and 660. So depending on the number of glasses that you're going to get out of that bottle, and generally we'll get about five glasses. So here's our 150 milliliters. Now we're going to break down the average amount of calories per glass by white and red. The average calories for red wines are going to range between 106 calories and 132 calories. This is the average range. So again, red wine is between 106 and 132 calories for a 150 milliliter glass or five ounce glass of wine. Now for white wines, we're looking at between 98 and 118. They can go higher, we're gonna talk about that, but most white wines are gonna be, again, between 98 and 118 calories. Now, if you are a sparkling wine fan, you're in luck because sparkling wines are generally going to be our lowest calorie wine style with only about two grams of sugar and about 90 calories. There's a meme on the internet, I'm not sure if you've seen it, where a banana has more calories than a glass of sparkling wine, which, depending on the size of your banana, can be true, with a banana coming in between 92 and 98 calories, I think, on average, from my recollection. So sparkling wine, 90 calories, is going to be the driest style, therefore less sugar, and so that's going to be your easiest go-to if you are looking, if you're out for dinner and you just, you don't wanna worry about how much sugar is in a glass of wine, sparkling wine is gonna be your go-to. Now, on the whole swing side of this, if we wanna take a look by comparison at a glass of port, for example, which would be a much smaller glass as well, but for port, we can go up to about 14, almost 15 grams per sugar and about 165 calories. So you can see the swing depending on the amount of sugar in the wine. Now on an average, if you wanted to pick an average amount of calories per glass, just to kind of keep in your head, about 123 calories per glass of wine is where most people will settle of. If you just had to pick sort of a median for both whites and reds, if you say 123 calories, you're giving yourself some slack space in there, but it's a good range in the middle. Now let's talk about what makes sugar in wine and how we get there. And here we have to dive a little bit into the magic of how alcohol is created. And the basic chemistry of how alcohol is created in wine is we have the sugars from the grapes, so they're growing in the sun. The sugars, the more sugar in a grape, the more alcohol. Because the more sun, the more heat, there's higher sugars, more ripeness that's going to happen in those grapes. So in warm climates, we're going to have higher amounts of sugar. What happens then is the yeast go to eat the sugar. And by doing so, this is how we get a dry wine. Because when the yeast eat the sugar, the yeast eventually die off by doing so. They eat themselves to death, basically. And alcohol, heat, and carbon dioxide are the byproducts. It's the alcohol that we're looking at right now. But those byproducts, as the yeast keep eating the sugar, it keeps getting drier. But eventually, it will reach a point where the yeast have expended themselves and this is where the fermentation has basically stopped. Now the yeast, as long as they're happy, they keep eating sugar until they kill themselves off, until everybody's gone, and that's how we get a dry wine. Now, you may have wines with residual sugar. What residual sugar means and where you're going to get higher calorie wines is that for some reason, potentially a winemaking process because we wanted it to happen, is that the yeast don't eat all the sugar. On some bottles, you're going to see RS, which stands for residual sugar. 
This means that the yeast didn't get a chance to eat all of those sugars, and it could have been that there was so much sugar in the grapes that there weren't enough yeast to eat all that sugar, just nature balance. Otherwise, we can stop yeast from eating sugar by either cooling it down or heating it up. We have some winemaking processes that we can cover in another episode, but residual sugar, RS, is going to mean that you have more sugar in that wine. Now, here's some tips in regards to shopping, and this is a great segue into how are you going to shop for wines if this is something you're tracking? Wines with lower alcohol amounts, so here you're looking at wines with about, let's say 11 to 5% alcohol, these are wines that have residual sugar left over, which means whether it was a winemaking process or the environment, that for whatever reason, that style of wine has higher sugar amounts. Lower alcohol generally means higher sugar. Higher sugar means more calories. So when you are shopping, you're going to pick up the bottle of wine, turn it around, and when you see lower alcohol amounts, it's gonna give you a clue to that it's a sweeter wine style. For example, Moscato de Asti, which you may have heard me talk about if you've listened to uh, pairing with sweet treats or chocolate. This wine has about 5.5% alcohol. Now that tells us right there that there's some residual sugar. When you're looking at some German Rieslings, when you turn them around, you're at about 9% alcohol, which is going to give us a little bit of residual sugar. So now you have a really good clue. You have a tip, if you will, of when you turn the bottle around of how you can locate a sweeter style wine style that has more sugar. Other things you want to look for when you're shopping are terms on the label. And here you're going to look for anything that says off dry is definitely going to give you a clue. Off dry means some residual sugar. There's a bit of sweetness left to it. Habtrochen, so half dry, basic trochen is dry, so habtrochen. Anything that has white in front of it, like white Zinfandel, white Merlot, this is going to be a rosé style made specifically with residual sugar in a sweeter style. The other clue is when you get into really economical wine styles. So if you're shopping and there are some wine styles that are really, really economical, generally those wine styles are going to be higher in sugar. And this is by no means a slam for economical wines. What this means is those wines are introductory wine styles and generally they are positioned for consumers who are moving, maybe they're just getting into wine and they're probably coming from either a soda mixed cocktail or a sweet fruit juice cocktail and now they're coming in and they're exploring wines. And as the first time with anything, you're probably not gonna jump into the high end of a high priced wine style as your first wine. You're gonna dip your foot in the water, so to speak. So those lower, economical value wines are the wines that generally have higher sugar to make that transition from other beverage styles a little bit more comfortable for people coming into the wine market. Now think about this for a minute and you can use yourself as an example. When you started to drink coffee or tea, you probably put some sugar, maybe some milk in it, and now maybe you enjoy a black espresso, for example. So you can see how you first had to transition probably started, then you dropped the milk, maybe you dropped the sugar, and you transitioned into that black espresso or black tea style. And it's the same thing with wines. Generally, lower economical value wines are going to be higher in sugar. Now, as a little side note here, a lot of them are blends. And so a lot of those wine styles are blends of a lot of different delicious grapes to make a really palatable, silky smooth profile with some sweetness on the palate. So I just wanted to make a side note that not all blends are going to be sweet. 
So that's something to be aware of as well. And because the alcohol on those may not be low per se, so you're probably looking at between 12 and 14% alcohol, they still have ripe fruit and some sugars. And that segues into my next comment about warm climate wine styles such as California, Australia, for example. These are areas that are going to be known for some of those big juicy blends, I will call them. And so warm climate wines generally will have sweeter wine styles because of the sun, giving those grapes more sugar. So depending on how the yeast eat all the alcohol will depend on how much sugar is left in the wine. So if you are looking for lower calorie wines, my suggestion will be cooler climate wine styles. And here you can look, for example, for Oregon from the Pacific Northwest. You can look for Burgundy in France, areas of New Zealand, coastal climate wines. So wines that are on the coast or on river bends. And the reason being is that water gives us cool breeze airflow. So when we have coastal areas, those are predominantly cooler climates as much as they're going to get lots of sun in those areas that moderate temperature from the water is going to give it a cooler base, therefore not as much sugar and sort of juiciness coming out of the grapes. So those are some tips for you in regards to shopping. So let's recap. The first one we talked about was about turning the bottle over and looking for the amount of alcohol, the ABV or alcohol by volume inside that bottle of wine. And the lower the alcohol amount, the higher the sugar level is going to be. So that's gonna be your first clue right there. The next set of clues were about terms that you could look for on the label. And here you're looking for anything that says off dry, demi-sec, habtrochen, or white, like white Zinfandel. These are all clues that there's going to be residual sugar, therefore more calories in the wine style. You're also gonna to wanna to look for cooler climate wines. Cooler climates, as the grapes are growing, less sugar is produced inside the grape, therefore there's less chance of there being residual sugar of the yeast expiring before all the sugar can be eaten up. The next tip I gave you was about economical wine styles and how a lot of times those wines are designed on purpose to be sweeter in style to help as a transition wine style to bring people in from cocktails and mixed drinks that generally are a sweeter profile and so the wine has been created in that entry-level wine style to bring people into the the wines to bring and so the wine has been purposely designed in a sweeter profile to be able to help transition those people. And the last tip I shared was about wine styles that are very economical. And this is a generalization, of course, but most of the time those wines do have higher amounts of residual sugar. They are meant to be an entry level wine product, meaning that they're going to help people who have been drinking potentially cocktails or soda into trying wine to help progress them into other wine styles. But to make the transition from other beverages easier for them, they do have wine styles that have a sweeter profile to them, but more residual sugar to just make it a bit more palatable as they get used to the textures and the experience of the mouth profile that wine brings to the table. So those are my tips in regards to shopping that you'll be able to use to help you find wine styles that have lower sugar amounts, therefore lower calorie levels. Now something that I will get asked of course is can wine fit into a healthy lifestyle? Now you are your judge on this. If you decide that it does, then there's obviously lots of different wine styles for you to enjoy. Remember wine is 
is an art form at the end of the day and is about using your senses to enjoy it. So to look at the colors, to smell the aromas, taste on the palate, all the different flavors and the experiences and the stories in the glass. There's all kinds of history and science right there in that glass of wine. But you are your judge about if wine fits into a healthy lifestyle. In regards to calories, people will say that wine is an empty calorie and that's completely fair. Wine's considered an empty calorie beverage, if you will, because it doesn't have a substantial amount of nutrients and vitamins like other food sources. And so therefore wine is sort of considered a neutral calorie that if you are tracking calories and you need to have 132 calories, would you want a instead of a glass of wine, for example, your choice, but in moderation in all things, as they say, and it is my belief that wine can fit into a healthy lifestyle if that is something you wish to have. I hope that today's episode has given you some information about how to locate wines that may have higher calorie levels, about how to shop and, and use terms on the label as well as the alcohol amount, and giving you an idea of just how many calories are in a glass of wine. Again, we use the average of 132 calories just as a blanket statement, but you are gonna go from 90 calories in a glass of sparkling wine all the way up to 165 calories in a glass of port. And remember the amount of volume that that wine is being judged on, whether it's 150 milliliters, which is five ounces, or 100 milliliters is going to change the calorie count. This is an FYI, we do have some wines that are specifically labeled as low calorie or skinny wine styles, for example. Just check how they're doing the volume measurement. It may be that if you transfer that into the same measurement as the others, it's not as different. You'll have to be the judge on that one. I hope you have enjoyed today's topic. As always, it's been wonderful to hang out with you today. If you have any comments or questions, please leave them below. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, you can definitely reach out. Find me at winegirlacademy.com. There's lots of easy ways to connect. Then be sure to check out the freebie library. If you are visiting the website, there's lots of great resources for you there. And I wanna wish you all a great week. We'll talk again next week. Cheers to you. Bye now.